And now, prepare your ear holes for penetration as we bring you another great podcast from the Poop Culture Extended Universe. Warning, the following program features content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Bo Cephas Broadcast. Boys and girls, and welcome to episode 53 of the Bocevas broadcast. It is the one year anniversary of the program. Yes, thank you. Thank you. The kids are always there for me. What a year this has been. January 19th, 2017, we released this uh, little diamond in the rough out into the wild. And based upon my On This Day feature on Facebook, I think it started out with a little more. Um, a little more buzz than it currently has at this point, but who cares? I, I love doing this, and I'm going to keep doing it until it no longer brings me joy, or I feel that there's no longer uh, any interest in it. So uh, please enjoy the next five episodes. <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. As long as, um, as long as I continue to find you know interesting guests and interesting things to talk about, things that I find relevant or uh, intriguing. I'm going to keep doing this. You know, in uh, a lot of ways, this has, you know, over the last year or year and a half, something like that, this has filled a really large void uh, that was left when I was I was laid off from the radio station. But it's kind of allowed me to expand on my experiences and talents that I gained there uh, as well. You know, I felt um, a little more held back by who I could talk to, what I could talk about, how long I could talk to him about it. As far as, you know, being on the radio, it's like, well, nobody wants to hear you talk to this person because they're not relevant, blah, blah, blah. I would beg to differ on some of these. But anyway, it's nice because now I make the rules. I'm the boss. I call the shots. I ask the questions that I want to, to who I want to ask them. And I can talk to them with with no time constraints. I mean, I'm not going to talk to them for three hours because that's, you know, they have shit to do too. But it's pretty cool. And uh, I'm I'm really very proud of how far this has come. So the thing is, when I was called in to be laid off at the radio station, and I say called in because I had gone from working full-time, I had accepted another full-time job, and I was just working at the radio station part-time. So the conversation, and I'll never forget this, we'll never forget this as long as I live, began with the words, look, we're in the Obama economy. I don't have to tell you that. Which is probably the shittiest excuse that could have been come up with for laying somebody off it. They knew that I was the least political person on that staff, probably. Just tell me that you got to let me go. You can't You can't afford to have all the extra part-time people. I get it, okay? It's not like I needed that job anymore, but I stuck to it because I loved radio. Loved radio since I was shitting in diapers. And the extra money was nice to have. But I get it. If an economy's tight, sure. That's what, but, but don't give me that, you know political buzzword bullshit. Look, we're in the Obama economy. I don't have to tell you that. Yeah. Just tell me that you can't afford to pay all the part-time help. I get that. That's fine. Throw up the white flag. But it's like I said, I didn't need the job anymore, but that didn't, I was, look, I was bitter. I was bitter for a long time after getting let go from there, like super bitter, like to the point that, uh, I, (laughs) 
this sounds like a complete babyish thing to do like super childish but like if anybody would have one of the stations on the air i would turn it on the radio dial or like my own now my radio really doesn't leave npr but that's kind of a person it's become kind of a personal preference that's a choice you know it's it's npr or the oldie station that's pretty much all there is in my car or wherever i'm around so yeah i was bitter like i was super but probably more bitter than necessary holding more of a grudge i hear that about libras i'm a libra i hear that libras really hold grudges for a long time they're not easy to forgive but i would say you know as time has gone on that that bitterness has seemed to kind of uh, dissipate it's it's eased up over time but in november of 2016 i wanted to extend the biggest middle finger i could to that place so i was thinking okay well i'll keep making commercials in the basement on the side right because i had you know i'd garnered some clients that liked what i did with their uh their business advertising and stuff like that so i was like okay i'll do this and then they'll you know they'll be running my ads and they'll be like oh man why is he you know he's like taking business away from us or whatever it is what it is but Beside that, a podcast is something that I'd always joked about back in college, like in in 2010, 2011, somewhere in that ballpark. I can't specifically recall. I started a radio show on the college station that I was the program director for, the station manager. So I kind of had some pull, kind of carte blanche to do what I wanted. So I started this program called Happy Hour with Welders and Brickstone. And that was the creative brainchild of myself and my friend Zach Martin who's one of the funniest people that I've ever met in my entire life. So we were eating dinner one night in the school cafeteria and somehow got onto the subject of like these goofy alter ego names. So everybody was kind of going around the table and they're like, well, I want to be called this because this is funny and I want to be called that because I think that's funny. So at one point I suggested I was going to start going by the name Dyke Welders for one reason or another. And then it got to Zach and Zach piped up and said that uh, from here on out, he would be known as Shit Brickstone. And as part of the curriculum for the radio class in college, I was to come up with a program, at least an hour long program in order to, you know, pass my radio class in order to get credit for the class. So I was like, that's it right there. Zach and I work well together. We kind of have uh, similar, but but just different enough senses of humor that we could make this work. So I was like, that's it. That's that's my show right there. So it was born happy hour with welders and brickstone. Obviously, we couldn't. Uh, on air, go by the names Dyke Welders and Shit Brickstone, you know, because we're a Christian college, FCC, you know, though they probably couldn't care less and probably uh, have gotten on us at some point if they were to, you know, hear us use those names on air. So it was happy hour with Welders and Brickstone. And it was insane. Like, I, I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever really talked in depth about that show on here, but it's something that needs to happen. That's, that's the kind of radio that I always wanted to be involved with. And I, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I think we knocked that out of the park. There was nothing else, you know, going on on that station at that time, probably up to that point that had as big of a like following or a big of a buzz. And I know that I'm allowed to say this because shortly after the show began, like within a couple weeks, three weeks, something like that, somebody had made a fans of Welders and Brickstone Facebook page. Now, years later... Uh, I was Googling Welders and Brickstone to see if there was anything out there floating on the internet. Sure enough, Welders and Brickstone is an entry on UrbanDictionary.com. Urban Dictionary. Like, that's, you know you've made it when you're an entry on UrbanDictionary.com. I don't know who put it up there. I don't exactly remember what the definition of it is. But the point is, it's up there. 
So that, I mean, that allows me to say, okay, we were, we were kind of king shit of Turd Mountain with Welders and Brickstone there. Or king shit Brickstone of Turd Mountain in this case. But it was so much fun. Think of, think of it as like uh, Bob and Tom with a college budget. And by that, I mean like zero dollars. We had it going on though, man. Like we had a we had a cast of revolving characters. We had uh, this segment called the Lemonade Challenge, which was exactly what it sounds like. We'd uh, we'd pretty much just announce on the air, uh, "Hey, the Lemonade Challenge is on," and then people or groups of people they would uh, they would rush to the campus restaurant and they would bring us back large cups of lemonade to the uh, the radio station studio. We had regular segments. We had a guy show up in a chicken suit and swear on air a few times. I don't know how we got away with that, but we did. But while most college kids on a Friday night were out, you know, partying or whatever, you had Zach Martin and myself cooped up in a tiny little radio studio, which was maybe 10 foot by 10 foot. And that's probably pretty accurate guesstimation. We're cramped up in there having the time of our lives from 9 to midnight every Friday. And pretty much everybody on campus, and, and in some places, you know, we had streaming ability. So we were being listened to outside of the immediate area, too, because the low power signal of the college station reaches maybe 15 miles on a good night, you know, when the weather and the wind are just right. So the fact that, you know, you have these two college turds in 2010, 2011 that are getting people to stream their their uh, little... Well, college radio show, that's pretty cool. And that is, you know, if I were to go back into radio, I would want that. I would want to bring back Happy Hour with Welders and Brickstone. Hands down. That's that's exactly what I would do if I were to get... Maybe, I don't know, uh, maybe XM, Sirius XM is looking for uh, some new programming. We might be able to fill that void and we could get away with doing whatever we want in there because there's really no rules. But those were the days, man. But my my point here, and I know I've taken the absolute longest way around that I could for this, uh, is we always used to joke about, you know, well, hey, if you if you missed anything tonight, be sure to check out the Welders and Brickstone podcast. So back in this time, 2010, 2011, somewhere around there, uh, podcasts were, were still a relatively new medium at the time. You know, they weren't being talked about in my media classes, things like that. Nobody knew much about them, you know, in general. They knew kind of what they were. But podcasts then, I don't think, were really what they are today. And certainly the market wasn't as oversaturated as it is today. And I think largely because the technology, the equipment, wasn't really as accessible or as affordable as it is to everybody today. But, man, had had we been on the ball and known what we were doing back then, and we had the ability to record shows, but we didn't know what the hell to do with them after that. And the sound quality wasn't that great because this was all like you know, dime store radio broadcasting equipment that was donated from like a station that no longer needed it. You know, they'd upgrade it or whatever. So the quality wasn't great. But man, if we'd have been on the ball and had all our eggs in that basket back then, who knows where we'd be today if Welders and Brickstone had actually been a downloadable program. It feels good to reminisce about all that, though. That being said, I've I've got to get Zach Martin on this show immediately. The world... Uh, the world needs to hear more about this collegiate gold. <laughs> Happy hour, Wells and Brickstone. Not kidding. Oh, <laughs> how are you, ma'am? Hammered. <laughs> well, what's going on in Knox City tonight? I heard you was getting married, so I'm getting tanked. <laughs> <laughs> Is that uh, in celebration? No, I'm pissed because I didn't get an invite. Oh, well, it I was... tell you what. <laughs> 
Consider this your official invite. We want to have you on the show next week. Could you be in the studio next Friday? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm not busy getting slayed. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time you got slayed? That's a good question. How often do you are you busy being slayed these days? About 15 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> and how was that for you? I had old boy on top of me knocking it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> That's lovely. Hail to Jesus. What was <laughs> Jesus appreciated? I'm sure. Hail to Jesus. What was the What was the old boy's name? I don't know, Ron. <laughs> Ron Where did you meet Ron? Where did I, what? <laughs> Where did you, Where meet, did you him? meet him? I met him near the barn. <laughs> well, where did you? Where, what, what was he doing out there? First of all, I I don't know. He was trying to get anhydrous out of the neighbor's tank. <laughs> you think he was making meth? Yeah, probably. Have you done meth? Yeah. Well. <laughs> oh well. <laughs> I've never heard anyone be questionable about doing meth. Only on Christmas, generally. <laughs> oh, so you celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ by doing meth? Hell yeah, I get an eight ball of that stuff. <laughs> How's that for you? What's Chris? What's what's a typical Christmas like for you on meth? Well, uh, normally I wake up and I go to the Christmas tree where the mess is the mess is at. <laughs> And then I inject it between my toes, <laughs> and I have a little bit of coffee waiting for it to set in. <laughs> and uh, then I'll usually sit around and scratch a lot of my skin off with sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then usually I spend the rest of the evening in a tree with a crossbow yelling at the squirrel. <laughs> you yell at what now? The squirrels, all little kids. <laughs> now, does does methamphetamine when you use it does it does it cause you to have hallucinations or any other kind of side effects like that? I get buck wild when I'm on it normally. <laughs> now, what does buck wild be saying something? Well, generally, I'm just hopping from pole to pole. <laughs> Poles, hopping on them. So, I just you know what, boys. What? 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 I just like to get one thrown up in me every now and then. <laughs> High or not. <laughs> and how is that for you? Well, sometimes good, sometimes not so good. Now, what's what's bad about it? Well, there was this one time where it happened on accident. With that you got what? You got one thrown <laughs> up in you on accident? Well, I fell on a T-post. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on birth control? No, I'm just wrecked. I don't work down here. <laughs> How wrecked yeah. are you on a scale from 1 to 10? Oh, I'd say about a 12 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how wrecked, not how dilated you are. <laughs> you boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we can have good fun with you. You know what? You've, you've been a quality asset to our show the past three years, and we just want to tremendously thank you for being a... Such a, a great part of such a good experience. Yeah. <laughs> Are you alone right now? Are you, you manning his mother? <laughs> I like that. 
<laughs> Speaking of man kitty, you know, since it didn't work out with with Andy, would you like us to hook you up with man kitty? You here? know who man kitty is? Oh, I've seen him no, on that YouTube. video. <laughs> I've seen him. Do what? I've seen him on that video. Right. I don't like him. You don't like him, but what? how would you like it if we, we hooked you up with him? Oh, he looks stupid. <laughs> no offense, man, Kitty. <laughs> She's a blunt lady. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Hurt, man. I like that hair, though. It kind of gets me hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, if you wouldn't make that dumbass noise all the time, I might give him a chance. What would you? What would a what would a date with Man Kitty consist of with you? Heavy petting. Heavy petting. <laughs> yeah. Where would where would you start with the petting? Where? Yeah. Well, on my downstairs, probably <laughs> in my butt. I don't know. Who's doing the petting, actually? <laughs> Is he petting you or are you? Can, at you? can you heavy pet the butt? <laughs> I think you can heavy pet anything you want, probably. Well, we could do. We could start out with that. All right, now here's a question. You've had um, you've <laughs> you've, you've had your wheelchair pet for for a man for sale ever since we Years. first started having you on the show. Is it still around, and how much are you asking for it if it is? Yeah, sure it is. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, how how much are you asking for it these days? Well, you see that it's it's decreased somewhat in value, but it's still a little higher than the last time I talked to you. Really? The dog got a hold of it. Oh no! And he ripped a chunk out of it, uh -oh. and then he pissed on it. <laughs> <laughs> so what'd I you do with the dog? That out. Oh, I had him killed. <laughs> <laughs> You Good know. call. <laughs> That's you know. a safe bet, I guess. Good idea. Yeah. So, what are you asking for it now? Well, I'm act I'm asking close to about thirty G's. <laughs> that sounds fair. I, I need I need to get out of the hood. <laughs> you do. You got to make a better life for yourself. Well, now you mentioned moving. We don't care if my ticket out. <laughs> All right. Y you mentioned moving out of the hood. Have you sold your house? Uh. -uh. No, no, no. <laughs> so it's no. still for sale. Then I take it. Yeah, we're uh, we're asking about fifteen for that. Fifteen thousand. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. Only yeah. Half the price of the. Well, <laughs> you see what happened was <laughs> Ron, that guy I met at the bar, and he was he was making some of that stuff in the bathroom, and it blowed up, <laughs> and at, we had to take him to the hospital because it blowed off three of his fingers. <laughs> And singed one of his eyelids closed. <laughs> but, um, um, it, um, it blew up the bathroom, so that's um, why we had to take a prize. Oh, bad. Oh, that's guy not good. lost his fingers. Well, yeah, I tell well, you it's what. It's a double wide, so the hole's pretty noticeable. <laughs> Did you cover it up? Yeah, we covered it up with trash bags. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I tell you what. We'll look forward to seeing you next week here live in the studio for the first Bye. time in three. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was uh, abrupt. For the first time in three years, next week, ladies and gentlemen, on the series finale of Welders and Brickstone, the little old lady from Knox City is going to be joining us live in the studio. But yeah, well, she just gets the hell out of Dodge, doesn't she? <laughs> she, does, she doesn't. She, she does not mess around. She doesn't stick around any longer than she needs to. Good heavens.
But fast forward to now, the podcast that I finally made happen, the the, the one that I actually took off. I've thought about uh, I've thought about going back and, and listening to the first episode of this from a year ago, but I'm slightly terrified to do it because I'm sure it's not uh, really that great. And I'm a huge critic of myself, so I'm sure that I would pick it apart and I would I would question why I decided to do this and how I've gotten a year of doing it under my belt. But if you want to listen, if you want to go back to episode one, you're more than welcome to do that yourself. Because at this point, I don't, I don't know if I'm interested in doing it. I think, I, uh, I think I'm psyching myself up over it. But I can't tell you one of the things that I'm most proud of from that first episode is the opening segment. Now, I wanted to, I wanted to do something kind of over the top, but also like badass, you know, like to really play this thing up, make it bigger than it actually was going to be. So I'm thinking, man, I should get like a, a Morgan Freeman impersonator or something to, to cut a, a script for me, right? Or better yet, I get Morgan Freeman to do it. Yeah, fat chance. Luckily, there's a great website called Fiverr.com, and you can get all kinds of uh, voice work done from impersonators and, you know, just voiceover artists, things like that. So I started searching for a Morgan Freeman impersonator that that I felt would do a good job, right? And I didn't find it. I mean, there were plenty out there, but none that I felt were like, Ooh, holy crap, that's Morgan Freeman. You know, if I were listening to it, I'd be like, well, it sounds like Morgan Freeman. That's definitely not Morgan Freeman. So I was kind of bummed. You know, I couldn't find the right Morgan Freeman to uh, deliver my script. So, you know, interest kind of waned for a couple minutes. And then I was like, you know what? What about Sam Elliott? Sam goddamn Elliott, the voice of working class America. So I found this guy on Fiverr named Chris Dillon, who I believe is a uh, radio DJ out in Colorado somewhere in there. And Chris, like many other people on uh, on Fiverr, his his part time gig is doing voiceovers and stuff like that, and and he just so happens to be able to uh, imitate Sam Elliott like to a T, like scary accurate, and he knocked this thing out of the freaking park. Take a listen to this. It all started in a small town, nestled atop the bluffs of the Mississippi River, deep in the heart of America. A dream, a fire, a passion. The fire raged on, the passion grew, until finally the dream was achieved. Then it came crashing down, and it hurt inside. The dream was shattered, demolished by the corporate wrecking ball that left his walking papers in its wake. The road had seemingly come to an end. But, as the saying goes, every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. This is a new chapter, a new beginning, the realization of a dream anew. 
shackled by the chains of peddlers or money-hungry management. This is a new era, where his words are no longer dictated by a suit and tie. They're his words, his rules. It's back to the fire, back to the passion, back to his basement. That is truly one of the most epic things that I have ever been a part of in the the realm of broadcasting. That is tremendous. That is right up there, easily in the top three. Look, it hasn't been easy. Uh, the first the first month or so trying to get this thing started was was a little shaky. In fact, I spent uh, I spent a lot more money to get this thing up and running than I probably should have. In hindsight, thinking back, uh, being a more of more of an adult about things. But see, I knew I didn't want to come out of the gate with a with a dismal sounding product that was just, you know, a dude having verbal diarrhea into a microphone week in and week out. So like I said, I kind of wanted to toss up a middle finger to the radio station. So I wanted to come out swinging. I wanted to come out with, you know, the imaging, the the commercials and all that stuff. And, you know, so for me, yes, spend a little more money than I probably should have. But I think it was money well spent. I think it was totally worth it. But along the way, I've gotten the opportunity to speak with and interview a, a lot of people that I, I would have never dreamt of, never thought possible in this lifetime. And I've gained a lot of respect for people that, that I previously maybe didn't know a whole lot about in truth. And I get this question quite a bit from people who listen to the show. They ask me who my favorite interview has been. And that's, that's a really tough question to answer because everybody has offered something so very unique or special. And I often get a question about like, well, who who's the crappiest guest you have? And luckily, I haven't had that. That's me knocking on wood. Haven't had that yet. Also, Cal just perked his head up because he was taking a nap. He's like, who the hell's here? Who's knocking on the door? Anyway, um, but yeah, I have people ask, you know, like who's been your crappiest guest or who's the guest that sucked the most or whatever. Like I said, haven't had that yet. And that largely comes Thanks to the ability for me to choose who I want to speak to, right? So I don't want to say like I thoroughly vet these guests, but they they have led interesting lives or they've contributed interesting things to the world. So nine times out of 10, they're not going to be disinteresting interviews. There's going to be something fascinating about these people. But I, I would say um, as far as my favorite so far, as far as the one that, that I'll cherish for a very long time is my conversation with Sonny Curtis. If you haven't heard that episode, I went through this period of time last year, and this happens often to me with different songs and things like that, but I went through this period of time last year where I couldn't stop listening to the Mary Tyler Moore show theme song. So I started doing some research as to who created this magnificent piece of music, and that led me to Sonny. So come to find out, as I started doing more and more research to learn about Sonny and his career, I learned that he was more than just the guy behind the Mary Tyler Moore show theme song. Sonny played for Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly. So that by default makes Sonny Curtis a living legend. But man, 
what a truly sweet and charming guy. And and I hope that if I am ever down in Sonny's neck of the woods, that uh, that that I can enjoy a cold beer with him and hear some more of those stories because that was without question one of the conversations that I could have carried on for hours and it would have never grown stale for me. Thank you, man. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. And, uh, and, uh, you know, I, as far as the time goes, you, you've been okay, man. I, I got another <laughs> hour actually, but <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, um, and I'm, I hope you got to, I don't know how you guys, uh, edit these days, but, uh, I hope you got your scissors handy. I'm sure there's a lot <laughs> of this stuff in here that <laughs> you, you'll be able to, uh, do without. But anyway, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. Bo, and, and thanks for reaching out to me, man. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I did too. Well, uh, happy early birthday, and, and hopefully maybe we'll talk to you again soon, Sonny. That'll be great, Bo. We'll see you. But I mentioned some of the folks that I thought I'd never be able to connect with. Uh, on that list, John Bunnell, the host and voice of Fox's World's Wildest Police Videos. Come on. Well, you have a great voice yourself, and don't ever cut yourself short. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed the interview, and thank you very much for having me on, and, and God bless all your your listeners, and uh, remember, truck stop cops, sometime in the future it might be on. <laughs> I am in. I am in. I want to say uh, thanks for your service as a member of law enforcement as well, and thanks for taking time to speak with me today. You know, I really appreciate that. Thank you both. Thank you very much. Come on, John Bunnell. That's incredible. Like, if you'd have told me five, ten years ago, hey, you're going to talk to John Bunnell today, I'd have been like, shut up. Get out of here. That guy? I thought you were joking with me. But, uh, and I got to say, it was a little was a little creepy because sometimes getting a guest can involve a little, like, stalkerish tendencies. Like, I'm pretty sure I did a deep sweep of Facebook to to find John Bunnell and connect with him. But I did. I finally made it happen, and it was totally worth it. Another guy I thought I'd never talk to, uh, J.D. Riznar, the founder of Yacht Rock. The founder of the Yacht Rock genre. He coined the term, one of the head honchos of the series. You know, he's been on Drunk History several times, but yeah, still just completely unbelievable. I like fighting the good fight from the low man standpoint. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun being this quiet little voice in this cacophony of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me! Listen! J.D. Riznar, ladies and gentlemen, th- thank you so much for your time again. This has meant the world to me. Hey, thanks for having me, Bo. You betcha. Keep the fire. Keep the fire. I mean, for God's sake, I had Ken freaking Bone. On episode two, at a time when his star was soaring, his stock was at an all-time high. Just just after the election. But Ken Bone. Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's a great show, and uh, I love being on. Ken Bone, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate it a lot. It's good talking to you. You too. No, I I, I gotta say this. Uh, it's been a pretty incredible journey, my friends. This this whole podcast thing, and I know it's you know it's a year under the belt, and you know you got like maybe a hundred people that listen to this thing. But my point is, those 100 people or 12 people or however many people listen to the show, they don't have to listen to it, but they do. They keep coming back week by week. And um, that's pretty awesome. So whether you're a first-time listener, you're a long-time listener, if you've you know sponsored the program, if you like the Facebook page, if you've, if you've had any involvement whatsoever in this little pet project of mine, I want to take a moment to truly, truly thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support uh, because I wouldn't be doing this if there was nobody listening to it, obviously. Uh, but the fact that that people compliment me on this uh, and tell me how much they enjoy it and, and tell me, uh, man, that was, a, that was a great interview. I never knew that about that person or that was fascinating or that was hilarious. You know, that 
means the world to me. And that's why I do this. And that's why it's a joy to do this. Now, what is even cooler is this thing continues to grow. And by that, I mean, uh, we implemented the official Bocephus broadcast hotline earlier this week. So now you can call in and you can leave a message about anything you want to. You can drop your two cents on a topic. You can leave feedback. You can suggest topics to talk about or guests to get on the show. You can tell me about your day. You could pitch a product. You could premiere your new song. You could uh, fart into the speaker. I don't care. That is the beauty of the hotline. It is created for your use. You can do anything. Now, this is all set up through Google Voice. So you just call and our operator, Tanya, is going to tell you that uh, we're not available right now and that you can leave a message after the tone. So, you know, it's like it's like uh, it's like a voicemail because that's exactly what it is. A voicemail. So dig the hotline, folks. Call in. The number is 872-222-8610. Again, that's 872-222-8610. But wait, there's more. No, I'm kidding. I just realized as I was uh, relaying that number to you that it sounded like an infomercial. So I figured I better drop that line in. Anyway, here are the calls from this week. Enjoy these. Hello? Anybody? Hello? Anybody? Monkey farts! Monkey farts! Monkey farts! Monkey farts! Monkey farts! Did you hear my fart? My name for the thing was a fart. It was a real fart. Did you hear that? It was... Bring the Democrats us anyway. Bye! What is Hootie and the Blowfish's favorite alphabet letter? Letter B. Well, I'll tell you something, brother. I heard that Bocephus does not have the testicular fortitude to step inside the squared circle with the real people's chump, Mark James. Come on, Bocephus. I'll be rocking and rolling, strutting and strolling all the way to the top, baby. Bo Beecraft, this is Alex from the Boondoggle, from the PCEU universe. That's kind of redundant. Anyways, it's 3 in the morning, I'm drinking fried rice out of a cup, rushing to get to work, but you did one hell of a year, alright? One full year of podcasting, your voice, uh, very similar to God's, has come onto the mic and torn it up. You are a great guy doing great things, keep up the good work, and maybe make the song cap as Jack. Alright, take care, man. Happy New Year. Happy, well, happy one year. Happy anniversary. I'm really tired, I'm so sorry. I just want to say that I appreciate my friends who get it. And since you have your own hotline, you absolutely get it. So thanks for being that guy that gets it, because there ain't a lot of us. Hey, Bo. Happy birthday. Speaking of birthdays, I've been meaning to tell you this one time. I had a birthday, and I was going to... uh, celebrated at my buddy's house and so me and my other buddy went there and my third buddy the one I first said my buddy's house that guy he died so instead of being normal humans and just canceling the party we um, tied him to our limbs and drug a dead body around because that's how you party if you really want to pull off a party Uh, we dressed him up in costumes because we're not sociopaths and we paraded him around um luckily I guess he didn't talk a lot so no one really 
assumed anything. Um, but yeah, he was just he was just dead for the entirety of the party. Uh, hashtag best birthday ever. Hashtag happy birthday to the podcast. There you have it. This week's phone calls, folks. Light the phone lines up. Again, the number is 872-222-8610. 872-222-8610. Light them up. Leave your message. Hey, that's all I've got this week, folks. But uh, hang in there because we got some great chats on the way. We've got some good conversations in the can already. In the coming weeks, we're going to be talking with Ben Steinbauer, who directed the documentary Winnebago Man. If you're familiar with that viral video... The Winnebago Concepts and Engineering Departments have developed a multifunctional bathroom. Privacy, I don't even know what the fuck I'm reading. I wonder what the fuck the real dialogue is. What the fuck is this thing? All of the windshield, for fuck's sake. Oh, fuck. What? What the fuck did I say? That didn't sound for shit, did it? Trying to give these guys everything they can get to me. That's it. Fuck it. You need to see this documentary. It's absolutely astounding. Anyway, we're going to talk to Ben about that and some of his other projects. We're also going to be talking with Del Reed. If you don't know that name, you're going to know what he's behind, and that is the Bills Mafia hashtag. Del Reed coined the Bills Mafia hashtag. You've seen the viral videos all over the internet, but that's not necessarily how Dell is associated with it anymore. But either way, we're going to learn more about that. We're also going to be talking with the executive director of the Ottumwa, Iowa Convention and Visitors Bureau about their upcoming loose meat sandwich eating contest. They call them a canteen in Ottumwa. We call them a maid right here. Other places call them a steamed meat sandwich, etc., so on and so forth. Either way, they're going to be having a uh, contest this summer. Who can eat the most canteens in 10 minutes? $2,000 prize, I believe. Anyway, that is going to be covered by ESPN. And in case you didn't know, Ottumwa, Iowa used to be the video game capital of the world. Well, now it could become the loose meat sandwich eating capital of the world. And that, to me, is worthy of an entire episode. So look forward to all of those things. And in the meantime, as always, leave your feedback on the show wherever you're listening. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. The show is available wherever you get your podcast. iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Spreaker, so on and so forth. If you can uh, listen to it on whatever platform you feel the most comfortable. Also, follow along as always on Facebook at facebook.com slash Broadcast, And tweet me or Instagram me at BoBCraft. And naturally, if you've got questions, comments, concerns, hate mail, anything of that nature, shoot us an email over at bocephusbroadcast at gmail.com. And do not forget, drop us a line on the hotline by calling 872-222-8610. Again, that number, 872-222-8610. One year in the books, 50-plus episodes, 40-plus hours of content. Onward and upward, ladies and gentlemen. We'll see you next time for episode 54 of the Bocephus Broadcast. We'll catch you then. You've been listening to the Bocephus Broadcast. What you just heard was a podcast in the Poop Culture Extended Universe. For more great podcasts, make your way to www.poopculture.com.